Operates 811 as a public service and to promote public safety. The reason one call in sports talk remind you call 811. Know what's below before you dig. You did well, buddy. I'm well, proud of you. You, you well, did real well. Thank you to the folks in the Sensity Fitness. Thank you, guys. Y'all were awesome. Thank you for having us today. These poor people sat here and listened to us bored to death, I'm sure, for three hours, but they survived. They've got, hey, look, the, 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 the teas and the shakes, all that stuff, man, I've seen them. They're fantastic, and they are the best priced in town. Yes, they it are. It was awesome. I had an iced coffee at the right time that really, really helped me get through the back half of this day. They've got Sterlington Physical Therapy in here as well. How many places can you go and get worked out, and then if something hurts, they can fix you. But they've got a lot of great equipment here at Intensity Fitness. This is the first, but certainly not the last time we have, uh, we'll be here at Intensity Fitness. So for the great folks here, for Puffy, who... We're praying for you. You did well. For John Tabor, back at the studio, I'm Sean Fox. We'll be back same time tomorrow at 3 o'clock for another edition of The Company, presented by Bud Light. This has been The Sports Company with Sean Fox, presented by Bud Light. Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m., for more Sports Company on Sports Talk 977. season not you know Patrick Mahomes Aaron Rodgers well but you know well and they make the playoffs I honestly Rob that's when you might want to move on from OBJ now what are you going to get for for him that's kind of a big question too because obviously probably now he had to trade injury. him when he had the three touchdowns right that right week after you, that you're not I, getting a lot for you're him. not getting anything now at this point I just I don't, I don't see how you I don't see why anybody would make a move uh, at this point only because Chris not just the injury but now his history is plagued by by not being able to stay healthy right right and 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 I won't blame OBJ if Baker has a great season the rest of the way to get the rest of what the odd couple said podcast by searching Odd Couple. And as always, you can listen to The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, everybody. It's Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Andy Dalton getting absolutely wrecked by John Bostick. But nobody on the Dallas Cowboy offensive line stood up and defended their quarterback at all such that Mike McCarthy was saying after the game, and I quote, we speak all the time about playing for one another, protecting one another. It definitely was not the response you would expect. That is a situation where if you are an offensive lineman, your job is to protect the quarterback. When the opposing team does that to your quarterback and none of you stand up to defend him, that speaks volumes about the status of your team right now. It's Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. I remember, I remember the moment. I remember the moment. I'll never forget that moment. As long as I live. As long as I live. A storage tank ruptured, and for miles, chemicals were pushing up against the riverbanks. This was a big, big deal, and it was going to have a serious impact on communities up and down the river. I remember the moment this local guy came up to me and said, they call the guard out for this stuff? You probably thought we were all about hurricanes, tornadoes, fighting Mother Nature. Hey, it's a chemical spill. It's a disaster. It affects the water supply, threatens wildlife. We're talking about the health of entire communities and people. 
people's livelihoods. You bet we're ready for these kinds of things. We were out there with booms to prevent the spill from expanding. We were responsible for protecting and monitoring the sensitive wetlands. I also remember the moment that same guy came up to me and said, I don't know what we would have done if they hadn't called the guard up. Learn more about how you can protect your friends, families, neighbors, and the environment. Everything that makes up your community. Go to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experience representation. This is Sports Talk 97.7. Now on KPCH Ruston 99.3. It's time for the First National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech Sports News. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside tech football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 99.3 is also brought to you by O'Neill Gas, Brister's Smokehouse, Courtesy Automotive, Dairy Queen, Walpole Tire, Ideal Portable Buildings, Kirk Joyner Graduate Sales, and Bienville Motors. Text us on the Fairway Carts text line at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. We ready to roll? We rolling. It's BTB Radio. It's BC. It's Beck Haynes. It's John Tabor. Sports Talk 99.3 FM. Appreciate you joining us on a beautiful fall Tuesday evening here in Ruston, Louisiana. I wish that things had gone better on the football field Saturday night in San Antonio, but nonetheless, Beck Haynes, we are back again. BC, I'm going to need some serious listener involvement tonight to get me through the show. Ben, I've been pretty honest with you, feeling a little down after that heartbreaking loss. So please, if you're sitting there thinking, should I call, should I text, 883 Whoa, 888-993-7762. Please call us and text us. We have lots to talk about tonight. Tough one on Saturday, Ben. A tough one to swallow over the weekend. I, I can't. I can't. Listen, saying it was a tough loss Saturday night might be putting it nicely. Beck, I'm going to be real honest with you. I haven't taken a Bulldog loss that hard in a long, long time. Maybe, probably going back to my college days, that one hurt me. It was a heartbreaker. BC's heart is still stinging. Listen, I'm not saying Saturday against UAB will be any better, but I need to get to Saturday in a hurry because I'm hurting. I need to see the dogs back out on the gridiron. Well, I'm a little. I was gonna. I was gonna have to come check on you on Saturday if you didn't have post game. Thank goodness you were gonna be around some people and be able to talk about your feelings because there were some pretty dark text messages I was receiving from hey. you after the game. You were taking it tough. Hey, it's a hard part of the job. I don't know if I believe you or if I agree with you about wanting to see the dogs back on the field on Saturday night. Yes, I do love the dogs, but this is a game against UAB that I was already nervous about, and now and now, I don't even. I, Let's be honest it's gonna here. going to be rough. Let's be honest here. The UAB game was my one lock of the year. A lock. Uh, it pick, was a lock, not a loss. No, a lock. I pick one lock of the year every year. Last year, Southern Miss. I nailed it. This week, this year, it's UAB. Like you said, I'm a little nervous, but here's the deal. 
Dogs blew a two-touchdown lead in the fourth quarter against the UTSA Roadrunners in San Antonio. It was tough to take. Listen, it was a tale of two halves. The first half, Skip Holtz said it in his press conference. Today, we didn't execute in the red zone, but he felt like it was two of the most complete quarters that we've played in all phases of the game. And in the second half, the Roadrunners make some adjustments. The Bulldogs only run five plays offensively in the third quarter. The defense runs out of gas in the fourth. Next thing we know, the Dogs are 3-3, three and 2-2 three, two and two in the league, and BC is heartbroken. But here's the deal. BC, nobody cares. Get over it, big dog. Well, I'm glad you feel that way, Ben. I'm, I'm, I've been pretty damn. You're just mad. I'm just mad and negative. Yeah, I am. I don't. Looking at this game this week, I'm I'm already, I've already been nervous. I feel like we've seen the same thing three weeks in a row, four weeks in a row. Correct. I, I don't think not anybody would argue any better. With that. No, I don't think anybody would argue. Offensive that. line might have been a smidge better. A smidge. A smidge. But I I don't see. To, thinking about what needs to improve and how we could compete against UAB, I I don't even know what direction. We're going in. Well, I don't. I, it's not like we missed by just a, a little bit. No, okay. we did. We lost by one point. We blew a. T- we were no, at you're 20, right. You're 30, right. Okay. Okay. Thirteen. Okay. I'm saying I don't. I don't know. I don't know what has to. I don't even. I'm concerned at how far away we are from being compared this week. That's the best way I can say. But it. hey, listen. It took me a long time to get there. But that's how I feel. Let, let's have a moment of honesty for one moment. It's the only way we're going to get through this as co- radio host and co-host and fans. We just got to talk it out, Ben. Lay it out there. Hey, listen, that's the best kind of therapy, if I'm not mistaken. We need ther- I need therapy. I need more than therapy at this point. But let's be honest with one another. You mentioned that UAB game, and, and we're going to get to um, our betting segment coming up at 7.15. And I know why you view the UAB Blazers in such an extremely high nature. It's because they were your lock of the week, and they lost. So, like... You lose faith in the dogs, but you still believe in the Blazers. I'm just having a hard time understanding you, but that's nothing new. It's always the case. If Tech, if Tech sometimes wins you this just game, talk out of the side of your mouth. If Tech wins this game this weekend, I told you before the show, I'm going to come. point in, dogs. I'm going to come. Yeah, I'm going to make some money. I know where you should bet it. Uh, if you're, if Tech wins this game on Tuesday, I'm going to come in here so confused on Tuesday. Yeah, you said it before we went on the air. There's th- three or four games in a row where the same thing has happened. Ben, the, the best thing I, that happened to me this weekend what, in football-wise was predicting the last quarter of the Tech game you did nail to it. a T. You didn't nail it. I'm not right about you much. You nailed it possession by possession. Yeah, and I don't, I'm, not, I'm not right about much. I don't, I don't know much about much. But Ben, I nailed it. So if if me, if me, Mr. BTB co-host can get it right, that's a problem. It's a problem, Ben. That means the same things happened over and over and over and over and over again. Well, Beck, let's let's do this. Let's shift to some more positive news. First things first. Trey Baldwin, inside linebacker for the Dogs, redshirt senior. I can't wait till you go here because I got an instant rebuttal. Go ahead. I know what you're doing. 18 tackles, two tackles for loss, one sack, one interception, one pass defended. Conference USA Co-Defensive Player of the Week. I get it. We lost. It's not all roses. 
the dogs lost the game. I tried to give Trey Baldwin props last week. But he you love well. to talk about Grubbs, which I do too. But Trey actually had a better game than Grubbs last week. I said he had 16 tackles, and you and you said too bad half or all of them were eight yards down the field. Been not super interested in uh, defensive stats when you blow uh, two score lead at the end of the fine. game. That's fine. That's fine. I get it. I'm just telling you. He played well at the inside linebacker position. Trey Baldwin, 18 tackles, co-defensive player of the week in the conference. Listen, I know McCormick got off for UTSA late in that ball game, but it took him 37 totes, four and a half yards of carry. That's not terrible against the nation's number one running back when it comes to rushing yards. Another positive. We tracked it over the last month or so since Tommy McClellan announced his resignation from Louisiana Tech and took a new job at Vanderbilt. And to be quite honest with you, we nailed it. Eric Wood, Deputy Athletic Director of Competitive Excellence at UCF, has been hired as the new... What a title. Oh, incredible title. Has been hired as the new Vice President and Athletics Director at Louisiana Tech. Dr. Wood was introduced as the Athletics Director on Friday at 11 a.m. in a press conference. Oh, he killed it, Ben. Hey, you want to talk win in a press conference? Oh, killed it. He won killed the, it. Killed the press conference, won the press conference, and to top it all off, put the icing on the cake, we're going to have him on Bleed Tech Blue Radio uh, tonight. Not shocked by that action. at all. We only get the best, Ben. Hey. Let me tell you, I haven't been that excited about where Tech's going in a very long time. On the chat, I was watching on Facebook Live. Yeah. On the chat, said I've already run through three brick walls since this thing started. <laughs> Did I mean, you comment it. that? Yes, I got like a hundred <laughs> likes on it. Did you? No, it was like four, but it was people were loving it. That's awesome, Ben. I'm telling you, I was jacked up. You were too. I know it because we were in the group message. You don't I have think, a problem running your mouth on Facebook at times. No. Or what did you call it? The the live chat. The live. It was the live chat. Yeah. yeah. Live chat. Anyways, man, it seems like a slam dunk for tech. Uh, what what were some of your what were some of your takeaways that you loved so much? Okay, first of all, the guy's an incredible speaker, and I, and I said this. I, I feel like it's, it's great genuine. It's, a, yeah. it's genuine. It, I don't feel like he's going by by the book. I feel like I believed everything he said. Which no, we I get mean it. we're we're hard. We're, no, we we're, we're tough on on uh, guys. You know, we're not just believing everything we hear right off the bat. But the way he was communicating, he seemed excited. He seems like he's going to bring some good energy. I just believed him. Uh, great communicator, like you said. I liked the compete, compete, compete thing. I just That's what I want to touch on. When, you know, obviously Dr. Wood was expanding on some of his expectations, some of the things that he's going to ask, you know, not only for those that are on his senior level staff, but, you know, those underneath him, the student athletes, the coaches. And he said, you know, for my student athletes, he's like, I want you to compete, compete, and compete. And, Listen, I'm a former athlete, and I'm not going to sit here and toot my own horn because that, that's not something that I do necessarily when it comes to my playing days on the baseball field. But when I hear that, like that, that sent chills down my spine. And, and that might be something that you don't like to hear and something that sounds a little bit cheesy. But when that's your only expectation for an athlete from an athletics director, like that has me jacked up because that's all I want to do. And I've said it numerous times on this radio show. I want to compete at everything I do. And if you're an athlete, a college athlete, playing at the highest level of collegiate athletics at the Division One level, my gosh, that's awesome. 
All I want you to do is to go out there, hey, compete on the field, compete in the classroom, compete in every aspect of life. That's not something that necessarily even needs to apply to sports. Do it in every aspect of life. Yeah, talk about speaking to your audience. Yeah. Fires you up. Oh, my gosh. I'd like to know how you competed in the classroom in college. It was a little lackluster at times. Competed Sounds like to you get may some, have pushed that that one right off onto somebody else. Competed to get some answers off your paper at times, but we don't have to get into that. It's a minor detail. We both made it. We both got a, a master. No, we don't have a master's degree, <laughs> but we're still here. We're still alive and kicking. But no, no. Let's let's be honest. Eric Wood crushed the press conference. He has me jacked up. He also. Oh, oh this is another thing. All the comments on the board, which, by the way, if you're not on Bleed Tech Blue, nine you're missing nine, out. Nine ninety nine a month. Ben does a great job. I don't like to pump him up too much, but there it is. The board, the comments, the tweets, the Facebook, even from even from his his uh, from UCF, like everybody that there was people on there comment on saying you guys hit a home run. Like this is awesome. Everybody was behind him. So many positive comments. People are excited. Maybe that's what contributed to my feeling of just holy cow. This university is taking the step together. Oh, one, one other thing that really pumped me up, and I don't know if this is something that wasn't necessarily an expectation or a goal, or is it was just something that we haven't heard verbally, and this isn't like a shot at Tommy McClellan in any means. I, I think, you know, we've said numerous times the job that he did at Louisiana Tech was tremendous, and he definitely left the place better than he found it seven years ago. But when you hear Dr. Wood Eric Wood mentioned that for three straight years, every athletics program at UCF not only finished with a winning record, but also made an appearance in the top 25. And he continued to reiterate the point that the goal is conference championships and being in the top 25 year in and year out. That That's something that's very exciting to me. Like I said. And attainable. Yeah, no, it is. It's not like he's coming in here saying we're going to the national championship yeah. every year. No, yeah, we're not claiming fake national championships. And, and like, like you, they did and, down and like there you said, Tommy did a great job here at Tech. But I think some of the hardest things to do is to be in a position like that for seven, eight years and and maintain that level of enthusiasm. No, I that agree. Level of uh, and sometimes things. Sometimes you just need a, a new face Shake in the up. room. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. So, so I thought I thought he did a great job of giving respect to Tommy but also just clearly communicate what his expectations are, how he plans to do it, and I believed it. No, I did. I'm all in. I'm all in. Hey, listen, we're going to talk to him at 7 o'clock. I'm sure he's going to be tremendous. Uh, to be quite honest with you, I got some tremendous questions to ask him <laughs> as well. Okay, we got. I got to get to this first. We got Cookie on the text line, sign this 46-year-old man up right now to be an offensive lineman for the Bulldogs because I want to compete. Let's do it. Come on, Cookie. All right, we'll get you out there. That's a good idea. Coming up in the next segment, we're going to break down the loss to UTSA. As unfortunate as it was, as tough as it was to watch, we got to go through this game. We got to figure out what happened. 6.30, Evan Dudley, AL.com will join us to preview Louisiana Tech and UAB. It's a 2.30 p.m. kickoff on Stadium. Bulldogs are a 10-point underdog. 6.45, listen, you're going to want to tune in. We're giving our mid-season report cards. I get it. We played six out of 11 games, but we didn't do a show at five and a half weeks, so you're just going to have to get over it. And at 7 p.m., like I mentioned, Eric Wood, new Louisiana Tech Athletics Director and Vice President, will join us 7.15. We're going to put a bow on it, make our Louisiana Tech UAB predictions. We'll also give you 
three locks for the week. Not going to lie to you, BC went 3-0 and last week and is absolutely rolling. So, Taves, let's go ahead and take our first time out of the night. Of course, you can join us. You can call us on the Fairway Carts hotline or text line, 888-993-7762. We'll be right back after this. At First National Bank, we are committed to the individuals and communities we serve. We offer personal banking, mortgage lending, commercial lending, and cash management. Let us honor our pledge to be uncommon in all that we do by visiting one of our convenient locations in Arcadia, Ruston, Farmerville, Monroe, and West Monroe and experience our professional, enthusiastic service. First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank. Member FDIC. Hey, DQ fans, the new fall blizzard treat menu is here. It's a lineup of all your favorite fall flavors, blended with world-famous vanilla soft serve. With pumpkin pie, caramel apple pie, Oreo mocha fudge, choco-dipped strawberry brownie dough, and snickerdoodle cookie dough, every bite feels like diving into fall. Leaves and all, it's officially fall at DQ. So hurry and make the season sweeter with the new fall blizzard treat menu today. The Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show is brought to you in part by O'Neill Gas. O'Neill Gas offers propane delivery to homes and businesses throughout North Louisiana and South Arkansas. They also offer a wide range of propane and natural gas appliances. For more info, go to O'NeillGas.com. Acme Glass and Mirror, we have so much more. Whether business, home, or auto, we have the glass you're looking for. Replacing glass is painless, like everything we do. The very best in service, always close to you. Acme Glass and Mirror, give us a break and we'll shine through. Graduate Sales. You know us as the class ring people, and you should. We've been supplying the area with graduation specialty products like class rings for more than 60 years. At Graduate Sales, there's so many things we offer, though. Name cards, mailing accessories, note cards, T-shirts, shorts, memory gifts, memory books, announcements, inserts, too. Rely on us for all your graduation needs, including class rings. Call Kurt Joyner at Graduate Sales or go online, www.graduatesalesury.com. That's www.graduatesalesury.com. Want to find out stuff about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Car Top Line, 888-993-7762. BC Beck Haynes, John Tabor, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Louisiana Tech, falls 27-26 at UTSA Saturday night in a gut-wrenching loss. Bulldogs held a 13-point lead in the fourth quarter before the Roadrunners score the final 14 points to escape with a 27-26 home win. And Beck, you know, you look at this game and how Louisiana Tech performed and, you know, Looking at some of the bright spots in the game, I think Jacob Barnes performed exceptionally well at the kicker position. Uh, Hits four field goals in that first half. Uh, Bulldogs led 19-6 at the half. Um, I thought Israel Tucker did a pretty good job at running the football, especially in that first half where he had 15 carries for 68 yards. 
defensively, of course, Ezekiel Barnett with the 60-yard pick six. We mentioned Trey Baldwin. Uh, Tyler Groves continues to play well at linebacker as well. He had 12 stops in the game. Milton Williams had a sack and a half from his defensive end, defensive tackle position. So there were some bright spots for the Bulldogs defensively. Gabe Siemenak, uh had a number of touchbacks as the you know place or the kickoff guy. So listen, there was a number of positives in this game, and we don't necessarily you know want to overlook those. But listen, here's the thing, and. I think we noticed it, and we talked about this throughout the game. We didn't think that Luke Anthony played bad in that first half, and we're not here to say that the O-line played well in the first half as well. We thought that they played better, although it wasn't great. But it was fairly noticeable early on that not only was Tech going to have issues throwing the ball vertically down the field because they haven't had time to throw it down the field you know there's too much of a pass rush and I think to some degree I think that's caused quarterback Luke Anthony to be a little maybe hesitant nervous yeah he's a little rattled in the pocket and so you can see when his initial read isn't there he's quick to tuck and run tuck and try to get out of the pocket whatever it may be and I think that was a, a really noticeable point to me in that first half where that might be why he missed the easy throw to Hardy for a touchdown. I believe it was on the first drive. He also missed C.J. Powell for a touchdown. Hardy also had a, you could call it a drop, a breakup, whatever you want to call it, late in the first half as well that should have been another touchdown. And that's where some of the red zone problems became, you know, that's why Tech kicked field goals. But I just wasn't convinced that Luke Anthony was fully comfortable in the pocket and I think that's an issue it's been a few weeks and we got a text on the text line you pretty much answered it is it just me or does Luke Anthony look like he's in over his head a little bit at times out there yeah I think so he's had three or four weeks in a row where he hasn't really been able to get into a rhythm and and you know I'm I'm guilty of this Ben you know that I I complain about play calling just as much as anybody but you got to understand that Skip is not out there believing certain plays would work and then going with a really conservative play. He is no, calling plays off of what he feels comfortable and feels like the O-line's doing or, you know, the reads he's seeing. And we don't see those things. And so um, there are times when it's like, man, well, yeah, we maybe could have gone for it there. That's not a tough decision. But it's – Luke, he's he's calling plays that he thinks are going to be successful. So if Luke's not feeling comfortable, Skip's not feeling comfortable. Exactly. These no, things, that's a great point. These things are not – they're not going to throw the plays that we're used to seeing and we want to see as fans. No, and I think that's a good point. It's like if we see it as fans – and this isn't a knock on Luke Anthony. I don't know if anyone would be fully confident in the pocket with, with what they've gone through from the quarterback and O-line positions the last few weeks. But if you think we see it on TV, like you know Skip feels that as well. And like you said, he's not calling a play to say – all right, guys, it's third and seven. I'm going to throw this five-yard hook, and hopefully we can get the final two yards. No, if he calls the five-yard hook on third and seven, he believes that Adrian Hardy or Isaiah Graham's going to pick up an additional two yards and move the chains. He's That's, trying to put the ball in the, yeah. in the hands of his playmakers. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. But I think it there is – I don't know if if Anthony's in over his head as much as he's just rattled. Like, I think that's a good way to say it. It's just you don't know what you're going to get. And we saw it late in the game. You talk about UTSA, come, you know, changing some things up in the second half. And Holtz talked about it in his press conference. They started bringing the safeties down in the box. And, you know, Israel Tucker only has four carries for two yards in the second half, which, you know, it showed you. They came up and they said, we're going to stop the run and we're going to force you to beat us with the pass. 
And Tech couldn't block them up front. They couldn't get passes completed to the perimeter. Uh, it felt like the cornerbacks were stuck to the receivers like glue. And you look at the last drive, and, and Taves and I and Mark Kramer as well talked about this on the postgame call-in show. Whether you like it or not, whether you agree with it or not, you put Aaron Allen in for the final drive of the game. You need to go 60, 70 yards to get into field goal range. I think there was something around a minute 50 remaining. Tech had one timeout. And we all know how the game ended. Aaron Allen ends up throwing the interception. But only play that was an interception. Everybody that I've talked to following the game were like, if he only could have gotten the screen pass a little bit further over the defender's head, it would have been a huge game. He'd still be running. Tabes and I talked about that. Here's the problem. That wasn't a screen play. Really? Like, all six guys beat their offensive line, or five or six rushers <laughs> beat their offensive So, like, while that might got, look to a screen play, that wasn't a screen play. Just got flat out beat. Yeah. And yeah. so it's like, if your quarterback's hesitant in the pocket when things like that are – listen, there should never be five or six free rushers at a quarterback. I don't care if they send all 11 guys. So, like, there, there are some things to get cleaned up, but – you know, and, and I know you want to talk about in the third quarter, you get the pick six. Obviously, you don't score an offensive point in the second half, but you get the pick six. You go up 26 to 13, and you get the ball back. You're driving, and here's a big issue for me. And I'm not going to say it lost the game. This, no single play loses a game. But you hit the slant route to Powell, and he ends up fumbling around midfield. I think UTSA took over at their own 48. From that point forward, I felt like that the momentum in the game changed. Well, the game was out of our out of our like it was not in our hand. We were not controlling the game from that point. Forward. That point forward, yeah, yeah. Th- there's no doubt about it, and that's the biggest issue to me. Listen, you're up twenty six to thirteen. You have a senior quarterback. You have a senior receiver. You hit the slant route. It's a fifteen yard gain, and you're about to get some tempo to your offense after an initial first down, and you turn it over, and Basically, that felt like to me that was the point to step on their throat and and make it a thirty three thirteen game. And it's kind of like, and I said this on the post game show. It's like UTSA, we're glad you showed up, but we just put you away, and, and that would have kind of snowballed it for UTSA, in my opinion. But you didn't do it. You allowed them back in the game, and like you said, it, they dictated the pace of the game from that point forward. So this game had left everybody with a bad taste in their mouth, and I was trying to, you know, I analyze why certain losses hurt more than others this and that that was it the fumble and then we never never felt like I, we had an inkling of a chance after yeah, that you and couldn't get your footing back the, the utsa scores 14 unanswered points after that i called the game at the end i i uh i said ut after utsa scored i said we're gonna get the ball back with five minutes to go gonna go three yep. and out and then they're gonna run the clock down and we may have a chance at the end or they'll just keep it to the end of the game that's exactly what happened People say Skip's so conservative. I don't remember what you remember what the three plays were in our last possession, run, run, pass. Yeah, that, I mean there was a couple of passes. I mean I know the third and five was a pass for sure. I think just, it was a couple of runs and a pass. But when you punt that ball away, I just you just you're not getting it back. Like, no, I yeah. just it's just not going to happen. And I mean we did we had a chance, and Aaron throws that interception. I just and like you said, it was unfair to send Aaron out there at that point. What do you? I mean, do you it's, still think that it's tough to to navigate what's fair, or what's not fair? If we're being honest with one another, Luke Anthony wasn't moving the football. I think Tech had like 15 yards in the second half prior to that last drive. So now, do you throw in a kid off the bench that's been sitting there for three hours? I'm sure Skip Holtz and Joe Sloan debated that on the headset. That, 
they're not dumb and have never coached a football well, game. They were feeling the same thing we were. Yeah. I texted you and said, I better see Aaron run out there. Yeah. But I don't fairly feel any more confidence with Aaron than I did with Luke. I mean, just nobody was moving the ball. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the big reason they made the change. It was like, we're not moving the football right here, so why not? Listen, we know it's the last drive of the game. We know we might lose the game. But And Skip said it, I believe he said it in his interview with Sean yesterday on the sports company. He was like, we knew regardless of what happened, if Tech scored, if Tech didn't score on that last drive when Aaron was put in, we were going to be second-guessed for some of the decisions that we've made. And we had to go with our gut feeling. I said initially after the game, I thought it was unfair to the kid. I'm not sure that I necessarily feel that way now. But, listen, I get it. Like, you weren't moving the football. Go for it. Why not? Yeah, That's kind of how I feel. Bottom line, it's not an ideal situation to no, be at all. No, it Luke, wasn't. Luke does have that game-winning drive against Southern Miss early in the year. But That's that the was... one thing that I kind of go back to a little bit. Right. And we know we needed a field goal. Yeah. So that's the one thing that kind of gets me hung up a little bit. But, listen, we could debate it until we're blue in the face and we're not going to figure out what would have happened if Luke would have stayed in So the what game. do you say? I mean, because right now people are calling for now change at QB. Now, listen, they're not going to make a change at quarterback. So Holtz has said it. We're going to try to get Aaron in the game earlier. We haven't done a great job of that in recent weeks. But bottom line is this. Whether you agree with it or whether you don't agree with it, Anthony's throwing an interception like once every 56 throws. Allen's throwing an interception once every 17 throws. That's the difference right now. Holt has said it for seven years. You don't turn the football over. You don't put it in danger. I'd rather punt the ball than I would rather watch a turnover and the team get up to the plus 30-yard line and get an easy touchdown on my defense. And listen, let's not be naive enough to believe that this defense isn't improving as well. They're getting better week after week after week. They allowed 38 points per game in the first three weeks of the year. They've only allowed 26 points per game the last three weeks. So, they're getting better and better, and I think that you either take the sacks with Luke Anthony holding the football too long at times, or you take the turnovers. I think right now that's a simple separation between the two. But I do think we're going to see more of Aaron Allen this week, and he's going to get an opportunity to prove that he's the guy for the job. Did anybody expect to have a QB controversy seven weeks into the season? I know we didn't. I know you didn't. I know Taves did. Bottom line is, like Skip said, we're 3-3 three three right now. we got to figure out. we got to become a better football team so that we can start getting some wins in the W column. So that wraps up our talk on the UTSA and Louisiana Tech game from this weekend. Bulldogs fall 27-26. Up next this weekend, Louisiana Tech returns to Joe I Stadium. UAB comes to town to 2.30 p.m. kickoff. We're going to take our next time out. We come back from the break. Evan Dudley, AL.com, will preview the Blazers. You're listening. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk, 99.3 FM. Walpole Tire and Service has been a proud LaTex supporter for over 60 years. So when the Bulldogs hit the field or hardwood, make sure your vehicle is game ready. Let the staff at Walpole get you safely to and from the game with brake repair, alignments, and computer diagnostics, plus all major brands of tires, including Goodyear, Michelin, and BF Goodrich. Walpole Tire and Service, a name you can trust. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Uncommon, how would you describe it? Would it be above the ordinary, outstanding, exceptional? First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank, is above the ordinary. An outstanding bank dedicated to exceptional customer service, trust, and courtesy. First National Bank, we promise to be uncommon in all the things we do. Member FDIC. 
This may be an unprecedented year, but it's still an exciting year for La Tech. And Fairway Carts in Minden remains loyal blue. From the new football season to the growth and improvements in the sports facilities, Fairway Carts is proud to support everything good at La Tech. And everything good is more fun on a new Easy Go. So stop by and let them show you the right golf cart, utility, or multi-passenger Easy Go for your family from Fairway Carts in Minden. Call today, 371-CART, and go Bulldogs! The Courtesy Automotive team is giving you even more. Just announced the new Courtesy Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, along with Courtesy Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, and Cadillac. Two locations, eight brands, one goal. To give you more choices, great prices, and the best service. Shop all eight brands online at buycourtesy.com. Courtesy Automotive, now serving you from both sides of I-20 at exit 86 in Ruston. Oh, Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Cards hotline, 888-993-7762. Louisiana Tech, UAB, 2.30 p.m. kickoff in Ruston this Saturday afternoon. Joining us on the Fairway Cards hotline to help us preview the Blazers, Evan Dudley, AL.com. Evan Making your ways through every radio show in Ruston this afternoon. Appreciate you joining us again tonight. Uh, you're welcome, man. Always a pleasure to be with y'all. And, Evan, so you look at this UAB team. Obviously, Bill Clark has done a tremendous job uh, throughout his tenure in Birmingham. Blazers off to a 4-2 and two start. Um, you look back last week to, to the ULL game. Uh, I know a 21-game home win streak uh, was snapped in the defeat, but – what was the reaction like from Bill Clark's squad following that game? Uh, I think they were uh, a little downtrodden. Uh, you know, obviously that's uh, something they take great great pride in is uh, that home winning streak. Uh, that starts in the off season every year when they uh, run stadium steps and the turnstiles of Legion Field, and that's a pretty large stadium. So they kind of grow a sense of ownership of uh, of that place. So they were a little, they were a little depressed, you know, a little heartbroken afterwards. I also think they'll use it as a motivation uh, going into this week. I mean, they don't like to lose, and they're into conference play, and that's something they uh, also take a great pride in is uh, competing uh, within their conference at a very high level. And you look at this team, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, obviously Tyler Johnston enters the season as the starter. Um, he gets banged up. Bryson Lucero, the redshirt freshman, uh, is thrown into the action. And you look at, you know, a 54% completion percentage is thrown for over 900 yards seven touchdowns, six interceptions. Um, how would you evaluate Lucero's performance, and uh, how far away is Johnston from returning uh, potentially to come back as a starting quarterback for the Blazers? Uh, we'll go ahead and start off with uh, Tyler Johnston. Uh, from what I've gathered at this point, there's no real set timetable going forward. Uh, he could return this season. Uh, they might go ahead and shut him down. I don't think they've uh, really come to a full decision on that yet, so I think that's kind of still up in the air. So, we might see that in the next couple of weeks play out a little bit more. Uh, you know, Clark's been mum on the issue a little bit more since releasing the statement a few weeks ago. And that's the way Clark is about most injuries. He doesn't like to talk too, uh, talk too much about them unless, you know, I'm able to dig up some stuff and then I have to kind of force him to talk about it. So uh, uh, it's one of those things that he just likes to play close to the vest. But uh, from, you know, from taking over from Tyler Lucero, he's had some good, he's had some bad, and he's had some just some downright ugly. 
Uh, you look at some of the good against South Alabama, you know, uh, his deep ball was very accurate. Uh, you know, he was able to open up the offense really well. Uh, against UTSA, they were able to bring a, a lot of pressure on him. That affected him. He threw three picks, but he also threw three touchdowns that game. So he, he, had, he kind of proved his ability to stay poised and calm and collected in the pocket a little bit there. Uh, he come out, have a great game against Western Kentucky, and then come back against uh, Louisiana. I uh, was having a so-so game. Uh, you know, probably shooting about 50% of that game uh, at the point getting into the, the final few minutes. Uh, UAB was running the ball really well, and then Clark opted to take a shot at the end zone. The ball flew, uh, you know, floated a little bit too much, got picked off, and, uh, you know, UAB got, got themselves another chance for the defense, but uh, Lucero threw another pick. So, you know, he has a tendency, like Tyler, to, uh, you know, force those turnovers, and uh, but I think that comes more so from his uh, inexperience at this point in his career. Yeah, and you mentioned that the run game for UAB, a really physical offensive line, a uh, physical running back in Spencer Brown. It feels like he's been the running back at UAB for, you know, it feels like forever. Uh, it, it looks like to me, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Brown looks slimmer this year, looks a little more quicker. Um, how has he performed? I, I thought he looked really good against ULL on Friday night. Oh, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, Spencer, uh, he's, uh, I would liken him to uh, he's pretty much the J.M.R. Smith of UAB, you know, the guy who's <laughs> been there forever. Uh, you know, I always remember Jamar. You know, he's just been there forever. You know, he's finally out of the program. But, uh, but yeah, you're right, man. Spencer, uh, he dropped about 20 pounds. He slimmed up a little bit. But as a uh, more than just a physical process, uh, he really took a big commitment to a uh, the position. He's even playing special teams this year. Uh, uh, you know, he's trying to you know fulfill his whole you know game. Uh, you know, to have a better shot at the NFL. You know, if you're not a first round pick, you're more than likely going to play special teams. Uh, some guys can make a career out of it. And you know, get a good 10, 15 years in the league, you know, as a special teams player. So that's uh, he's keeping his options on that. And I think just that focus has kind of actually relaxed him a little bit, you know, in what he does best and just slimming down a little bit and increasing his speed has only, uh, you know, magnified those traits uh, even more so. And, uh, I mean, we're, we're kind of seeing the final transformation of Spencer Brown here in his senior season. And you look at the receiver position, Myron Mitchell, Austin Watkins, uh, two guys that I think we're going to see playing on Sundays here in a couple of years. Um, outside of those guys at the receiver position, uh, is there anyone else that's kind of stood out to this point in the season uh, as far as a playmaking uh, type player that we might should watch for on Saturday? Uh, oddly enough, uh, Austin and Myron's uh, not had the greatest past couple of weeks, but uh, that might be more so against Western Kentucky. They were up big, so you know they were relying more on the run at that point. Last week, uh, Louisiana really uh, went after them, you know, in the past, and you know, and kind of forced them into the run game a little bit more. So. Uh, but, you know, you look at those two guys, you know, they're, they they can make the plays. Myron is great, you know, at those spectacular catches on the sideline. you got Austin, you know, he's, he can go deep. He can cross the middle. He's just a big uh, receiver, uh, you know, good possession receiver with some speed. But beyond those guys, you've had a, you know, you've had a few uh, players here and there kind of step up. But, you know, nothing of uh, real inconsistent value. You've had Trey Shropshire. He's a uh, He's made a few plays this season. Uh, Ryan Davis, after uh, returning the punt block uh, a couple weeks ago against Western Kentucky, he comes in the second half last week, uh, gets two big catches. I believe they both went for first downs. Uh, so he kind of earned himself some role there. But uh, but really beyond the you know Watkins and Mitchell, I'd have to say probably the tight ends, uh, Hayden Pittman and Garrett Prince. Uh, they bring in Joe Craddock, uh, former OC at uh, Arkansas uh, last year under uh, Chad Morrison. 
he comes in, he's really brought that tight end position up, and uh, you know they're really become a focal point in the passing game beyond just being run blockers. And you look at this UAB team, and, and if we if we've learned anything over the years about a Bill Clark coach team, is they're going to be very good defensively, very physical, uh, especially at the point of attack at the defensive line and the linebackers position. I I just love watching this defensive line play when you talk about. Uh, Jordan Smith, and Antonio Moultrie, a Tyree Turner who was brought in from South Alabama as a grad transfer, Fish McWilliams. It, it seems like year in and year out, uh, the Blazers are tremendous up front. Oh, absolutely. They get uh, they get some good guys, and, you know, most of those good guys, as uh, nice and sweet as they are off the field, as I talk to them each year, they are uh, they're some monsters on the field. Uh, like you said, Antonio Moultrie, Jordan Smith, uh, you know, Jordan Smith's already got a pretty high draft grade, so, you know, we'll see him on Sundays definitely. He's got the build for it, six and a half foot tall, about 240 pounds. You know, that's just a beast coming off the edge. And, you know, a lot of that, you know, it's not just uh, Bill Clark uh, and David Reeves, the defense coordinator, but it's also those position coaches on the defensive line and outside linebackers when you have Cal Tatum and Nick Gentry, both former Alabama players, Nick Gentry, Played under uh, Nick Saban, was a co-defensive MVP with Courtney Upshaw in 2011. Uh, and so, you know, they know exactly what they want, you know, out of a defensive front. You know, they want it very aggressive, very uh, uh, a lot of tenacity to it. So that's something you're always going to see with this UAB defense, uh, especially that front seven. And this year, you know, they, they've just got so many guys. And, you know, it's beyond just the Jordan Smiths and Tyree Turner. you got got uh, Nakia Eason. He had that pump block a couple weeks ago, but he's also got three sacks on the season, so he's getting some good reps in there. Uh, Alex Wright on the other side, uh, he's doing well. And then, obviously, in just that front seven, you got Chris Mole and uh, Noah Wilder in the middle who are just literal tack- tackling machines. You know, those guys are just, you know, one or two tackles off from each other, but they uh, – you know, they just go out there, and wherever the ball is, you will see them there within, you know, a few, you know, a few milliseconds because those guys are just, uh, you know, absolute tacklers. So, uh, you know, that front seven is very ferocious, and I mean, if they can get you to stop, if they can get you to uh, abandon your run game, uh, then it's almost over for you at that point because then they're just going to kind of unleash the dogs on the edge and uh, come after your quarterback for the rest of the game. And looking at the secondary, obviously, you know, one of the big blows, you know, not only to UAB, but really for fans of Conference USA was seeing Bronte Harris go down uh, with a season-ending injury in 2019. He's back in 2020 uh, in a UAB secondary that, you know, Coach Skip Holtz here in Ruston today classified as, Guys, they want to play you man-on-man. They want to get in your face, and they'll commit some penalties at times, but you're not going to get any uncontested you know, uncontested balls on the outside if you're a receiver. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think I, I would agree uh, it was a loss last year with Bronte, especially with the kind of guy he is, too, off the field. He's a, you know, he's a, he's a good community leader, a good team leader, you know, uh, very much like, you know, uh, Mick Robertson with La Tech. You know, those two guys were friends off the field. You know, they supported – you could see their support for each other on Twitter and on other social media. And, uh, you know, th- those kind of quality guys you see in this conference at times that are really great players, but they're also, you know, great people off the field. And whenever something like that happens to someone, you know, it just it hurts all around for everyone. But, uh, you know, he's really coming to this season with a lot of confidence. Uh, his first game back, he was a – a little uneasy, you know, coming back from a you know a foot injury like he had. You know, everyone's going to kind of you know second guess their first step, but uh, he uh, he kind of fell back into it. You know, within the second game, and uh, you know this year he's doing well. Western Kentucky he had a, a great interception, kind of tips it up, and it just kind of lands back into his arms. Uh, he doesn't get a lot of uh, looks these days, you know, but that's more so because teams know of his ability and they uh, 
at times might you know tend to shy away from his coverage because they know what he brings to that position. And you look ahead to this game Saturday night. Obviously, I believe UAB's won the last three games in the series. What what are some keys to the game from UAB's perspective uh, if they're going to go on the road and pick up another Conference USA road win? I think defensively um, they'll be able to get the job done, uh, but it's all going to come down to their offense. Their offense cannot go three and out. Uh, they cannot turn the ball over. Uh, if you're running the ball well, uh, maybe you know don't take those uh, you know those chances down the field. You know if you're running the ball as well, you know run it until uh, you know till they literally cannot stop it uh, or till they literally stop it. And uh, you know I think those are going to be the keys: is the offense, you know, being able to move the chains, uh, stay on the field, keep that defense off the field. And whenever uh, you know Law Tech, you know, takes the field on offense, uh, that defense will be well rested, and uh, we'll know exactly where they want to go. Uh, you know, each down, you know, in order to uh, get them off the field or force turnovers as well. Uh, but it just really comes down to the UAB offense, and you know whether they can be consistent and allow that defense to do its work. Uh, you know, with their ears pinned back. Tremendous stuff, Evan. If any of our listeners uh, want to follow some of your work online leading up to the matchup Saturday afternoon, how can they? How can they find that stuff? Uh, you can go to al.com forward slash uh, UAB. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Dudley Durot, A-L, right as in W-R-I-T-E. Will you be in Ruston Saturday afternoon? I will be indeed. Uh, I'm going to go see a uh, buddy Friday evening down in South Mississippi and then come on up uh, Saturday morning. Good deal. We'll, we'll find you in the press box. Looking forward to it. All right, man. Y'all have a good night. Evan Dudley, AL.com, previewing the UAB Blazers as they get set to travel to Ruston Saturday afternoon. Listen, the Bulldogs have lost three straight in this series. Uh, It's no secret that the Blazers have really had the Bulldogs number, especially on the defensive side of the ball against Tech's offense. Uh, Tech's had some offensive issues like we mentioned earlier in the show. Uh, The Bulldogs will need to be able to get the ball moving and pick up uh, some first down and score some points in this game. Uh, if they're going to be able to pick up a win Saturday afternoon. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back from the break. It's midseason report card time. No, Beck Haynes is not grading me on my academic prowess from my days as a Bulldog. We're going to take a look at the Bulldog offense, the Bulldog defense, and the Bulldog special teams. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 99.3 FM. At First National Bank, we have a strong team of bankers who are dedicated to meeting the needs and dreams of our customers. With competitive rates, tailored loans, and exceptional customer service, your experience with us is sure to be like no other. We invite you to come tailgate before every Louisiana Tech home game. First National Bank, we are the uncommon bank. Visit us online at fn.bank, member FDIC. Hey Bulldog fans, this is Mark Richardson with BMW Motors in Arcadia. Are you looking for the lowest possible price for a used car or truck? My fellow Bulldog and partner Jeff Robinson has been out scouring area dealerships looking for the best possible deals. When he finds them, we bring them to BMW Motors in Arcadia and pass on those deals to you. Come check us out in Arcadia and when you do, you'll be able to say, I know I got the best deal. Go dogs. BMW Motors in Arcadia. Bulldog fans, this is Chris Brister from Brister's Smokehouse, and I'd like to invite you to our new location, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston, across the street from our old location. 
Stop in and try our famous scatter load on your choice of four different types of bread. Our barbecue nachos are piled high with your favorite type of meat. And you have to taste for yourself our tender and juicy smoked cooked chicken, my personal favorite. So whether you're in town or at a tech game or just in the mood for the best barbecue in town, come see us at Brister's Smokehouse, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. This may be an unprecedented year, but it's still an exciting year for La Tech. And Fairway Carts in Minden remains loyal blue. From the new football season to the growth and improvements in the sports facilities, Fairway Carts is proud to support everything good at La Tech. And everything good is more fun on a new Easy Go. So stop by and let them show you the right golf cart, utility, or multi-passenger Easy Go for your family from Fairway Carts in Minden. Call today, 371-CART, and go Bulldogs! You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts Hotline, 888-993-7762. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor. Having a good good time. time. (laughs) Having a great time Tuesday night in Ruston. Oh, the combos we have when the mics are off. In between segments. Oh, they're tremendous. Tremendous. We couldn't draw it up any better. But one thing that we could draw up better. Tech's record. Three and three, two and two overall in conference. Didn't we pick them to go like nine, what was it, ten and one? Nine and two. Oh, my God. Gosh. Uh, you, hey, listen, last week we had you redo it. You said yeah. eight and yeah. three. And then so you, you went nuts on me. You need to. You went nuts on me. What did I say, five out of the last six yeah. or something? Yeah. yeah, I'm changing that to about three. Okay. Hey, listen, you heard the man. Dropping a, a game to you. I, I know I'm being negative tonight. And I know no, you are. some I of got... you out there are probably like, oh, here we go. Oh, bye week back out there being negative. <laughs> All right. I just care, Ben. I get I just, it. Hey, I get it. I my respect heart was ripped you out. Of. We can always guarantee UTEP and UTSA, and it got ripped from me. It's like betting on Alabama to beat Citadel, and Citadel wins. You put ten thousand dollars down All to right, win a to win a hundred. <laughs> it's not that extreme, Ben. You know when you when you when you place a bet and you're just like, I just needed this one to get back on the board. You had one earlier in yeah. the year. What was it? Uh, oh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, of the of the he Bears. Texted me, I'm gonna bet you know fifty to win five dollars so I can get back in the winning column. And takes the L, rips your heart right out. Oh man, it is rough. To Not even the from Tech those. was that big of a favorite. It just, I think, just the history of, of beating UTSA. It's, <laughs> it's a two-point favorite. I know. No, I know. <laughs> I know. It just feels so much. And bigger you compare than that. it to Bama and the yeah. Citadel. Yeah. Well, it just Classic. felt that way. It just feels that way, Ben. All right, let's Sometimes get into it. Sometimes it just be like that. We got we got about nine minutes right here, so let's get into some midseason report card grades. But all right, offensively, it's been a struggle for four straight weeks. Now, your take. You want to go A to F or one to ten? It doesn't matter to me. One to ten. Let's fine. do one to ten. Ten I, being good or one being good? Uh, ten being good. Okay, I like it. You got a question for me? No, what you got offensively? Oh, the whole offense is yeah. a, a whole unit. The whole unit. We're rocking about a five, Ben. Better than I had. Yeah, well, I'm being generous because I'm feeling a little guilty about being so negative. We saw some flashes. Now, granted, it was against Southern Miss, which I'm just going to reiterate this again. That game may have been a loss, even though it was a win, because of our expectations leaving that game. That's I fair. think we thought we were better than we were. It's fair. Then we whooped Houston Baptist. Feeling like some champs, BC. Balling. We saw some good things. We know it can happen. Uh, 
but four or three games in a row, three games, we'll call it three games in a row, has, has not been pretty. I said earlier, I don't even really know where to start. Obviously, the offensive line is a major concern, which I think is limiting our play calling, which is also frustrating. So I don't think it's a total doomsday there. Like you said, I, we haven't really been blaming the quarterbacks, Luke or Aaron, really, because we I just think felt we like understand. we understand and we haven't really seen them be able to have a chance to do much. So yeah, I agree. Which give me some props because I've matured. If that was Jamar a couple years ago, I was, I was mad. You're so mature. I'm so mature. So, so I'm going with a four, which essentially to me equals out to a C minus. Listen, I think we knew coming uh, into the season. How does a four equal a C minus? Uh, five is a average, and that's a C. I know I made plenty, and a four is a C minus. So get all over right, it. All right, all right. And listen, I think we knew coming into the year the offensive line had some concerns, particularly depth wise at offensive tackle. Uh, that has reared its ugly head to the highest degree. Uh, throughout the last three or four games. Uh, like you said, the quarterback play, when they get time to throw, both guys, Luke Anthony and Aaron Allen, have been, you know, they've played fairly well when they get some time to throw. I think Justin Henderson hasn't been great at running back. Israel Tucker has now taken over the starting job. The receivers are what they are. They play extremely well when they get an opportunity to get their hands on the ball. That, that's why I'm going with the four, mainly because of the performance of the offensive line and not necessarily, you know, that they haven't shown flashes like you said, but really because of four weeks out of six that they haven't played well on that side of the ball. So shifting to the defensive side of the ball, David Blackwell's unit entering the year, obviously Blackwell in his first year as defensive coordinator taking over for Beck's boy Bob Diaco. <laughs> Uh, wouldn't give him a nux following the eyeball victory, but it is what it is off to Purdue. And, listen, you're placing 10 starters defensively. Amik Robertson's off to the NFL. Legereus Sneed's off to the NFL. I think you lose seven of your top eight in the secondary from a year ago. We knew it would be a work in progress. You lose both linebackers. Connor Taylor, man, his hair looks good. Oh, I loved him. Along with Colin Scott. And you just lose some really nice pieces. Courtney Wallace up front on the defensive line. Willie Baker's out for the year as well. Your thoughts on the defense to this point? Did you grade him? No, I haven't, no, I haven't. yet. Okay, I'm going to go with a, with a six and maybe seven. I'm going to go with a seven. I had okay. seven in my mind. I don't know why I said six. Okay. Uh, I, I was pretty frustrated after the game uh, Saturday with the defense. I've, I feel like, I, for whatever reason, I was just zeroed in on the missed tackles, and it kept happening. No, there was a number of missed tackles. Ben in comes game. in here telling me about how apparently you get tired if you don't get off the field. So I'm going to let it slide a little bit, but it was horrible tackling. We also can throw in the not having spring Practice, practice, yeah. and fall Stop camp was a little, camp, yeah, yeah, that was a little rough. So that is where you like to kind of get some of those things worked out, and you didn't get a lot of practice in pads, but it was rough and awful on Saturday night. But like you said, very young squad, new coach. We are getting better. Started out. No, I agree. The, the the points per game thirty four to twenty thirty eight to twenty six. Yeah, that's a big jump. Twelve points. And listen, I think that's why I'm going to go with a seven as well. Listen, I didn't, I didn't come into this season with outrageous expectations for this defense. Like when when people were talking after week one, week two, you're giving up a ton of passing yards. Listen, there's still some concerns at quarterback, and Holtz has touched on that week after week. But the thing that I like is we're seeing improvement week over week over week over week, and that's what you wanted to see out of a defense. There's a number of young guys that are playing huge roles on this defense. When you talk about a Cedric Woods at cornerback. You talk about a Mackie Carabin at linebacker. We've talked about Tyler Grubbs 
um, it seems like every week. And, you know, you have some young guys on the defensive line. You got a, a guy like Michael Clark as a redshirt freshman. Deshaun Hall is a sophomore. Uh, we know what Milton Williams is. You know, there's just so many. Kiwi Rose is another freshman playing a ton of snaps at nose tackle. So there's a lot of young pieces on that side of the ball. But like you said, you go from 38 points per game the first three weeks to 26 points per game over the previous, you know, the last three weeks against UTSA, Marshall, and UTEP. I think that's something that you have to be encouraged by. And it does point out some positives that this team is making some progress in certain areas. And that's what you want to see especially in a year like this where it's not an excuse, it's a fact. You haven't practiced as much as you like to. Guys are in and out, it seems like, every day. And so you just want to see progress, and that's what we continue to see on the defensive side of the ball. So shifting to special teams. I've really liked the job that Dennis Smith has done with this unit. Listen, I get it. Jacob Barnes, I believe the redshirt freshman, is last in the country <laughs> in punting average. I think he's averaging around 36 yards per punt. Baby Barnes? Baby Barnes, your boy. But field goal kicking, Barnes has not missed a kick. He's 7 for 7. Siemenak, the kickoff specialist, 15 touchbacks. Have we had 15 touchbacks in the last three years? Combined? No. I, I don't believe so. So he's doing a tremendous job. You look at some of the return game, I think, Tucson's like 7th or 8th in the country in kickoff returns. Smoke's averaging 16 yards to return on punts. Powell's averaging 13 yards. Wish Powell would have housed that ball in that punt Ooh, against UTSA. So My good. gosh. But I've been satisfied with the job that Dennis Smith has done with the special. I think it's been the best unit on the team. Right. I'm not gonna, Listen, I get the punting, but we haven't given up a bunch of returns either. So, well, you're only getting 35. Just that one, that one against UTEP. Didn't they house one? That was a kickoff. Oh, excuse me. I didn't know that wasn't special teams. It is. It is. But, hey. But, I, yeah. I was talking about punts. Ben, so, I'm going to go with an eight. Ben, just That an, might be a little high, but yeah, I just, think they've been really good. Riddle, riddle me this, okay? I mean, punting looks easy, okay? I get it's probably a little harder. We've seen punters punt in practice. It's not that bad in the game. That in the game. Like, we'll see them punt at 50 yards in practice. Easily. And then they'll go out there and a little 32-yard burger, okay? I get it. A little it. slider, all right? It's, it's, it's odd. So what, and then people are like, you're telling me you can't find a high school punter? It's like, yeah, we could, but somebody already got them. <laughs> or like, it's easy to punt 30 yards. There's a million of them, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but you find a kid punting 50-55 consistently, he's in Tuscaloosa, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Putting it on Am, am I wrong open. about that? No, you're right. It no, cracks me it. up when people are like, you tell me we can't R find a punter. Ryan, Ryan Allen would like a word with you. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he came from Oregon State, Tapes. Yeah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, right, I get it. I was once like in a blue moon, Tapes. All right? He goes to the NFL, by the way. And starts punting 41 yeah, yards a punt. punt. Yeah. Look, one Ray Guy award wasn't enough. So he got two. I get it. Hey, he did it in college, hey. but now he's out of the league. But yeah. he got like five rings, so it's okay. And let's just let's just take a minute to appreciate that. Now, I've said this before on the show. When Ryan Allen was here, I used to get kind of excited I when we needed like a punt. Because yeah. there was a streak there where he was booting it like 80 yards a punt. And it go to the two. <laughs> oh, unbelievable. On our two? No problem. He's going to put it on their two. No yeah. big deal. Yeah, no, unbelievable. No, I think the special teams. But, Barnes, you're just a baby. So just keep going. Drink your milk. Lift Boot some it. weights. Just believe in yourself, baby Barnes. Because let me tell you, I've seen you do it in practice. I like this little running thing you got going on. I know you feel a little more comfortable with that. I kick it right-footed. Yeah, Why not? But I tell you what, a little disconcerting when you're up against your own goal line and then the other team starts on their 40 with no return. Yeah. Or 40. Yeah. yeah. Pretty tough. It. Yeah, pretty so tough. So get better. Yeah, no, without a doubt.
Let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back from the break. Louisiana Tech Athletics Director and Vice President Eric Wood will join us. You're listening to Lead Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 99.3 FM. The Courtesy Automotive team is giving you even more. Just announced the new Courtesy Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, along with Courtesy Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, and Cadillac. Two locations, eight brands, one goal. To give you more choices, great prices, and the best service. Shop all eight brands online at buycourtesy.com. Courtesy Automotive, now serving you from both sides of I-20 at exit 86 in Ruston. Oh, Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Got a lot of stuff? Ideal Portable Buildings has what you need. A new custom-built portable building built with quality materials at low prices no one will beat. Ideal also carries dirks and portable buildings in all sizes from a garden shed to a lofted barn cabin. And keep all your stuff covered with a new Eagle Carport from Ideal. Rent to own with no credit check and 12 months same as cash with approved credit. Find Ideal Portable Buildings on Facebook or call 699-9426. Acme Glass and Mirror, we have so much more. Whether business, home, or auto, we have the glass you're looking for. Replacing glass is painless, like everything we do. The very best in service, always close to you. Acme Glass and Mirror, give us a break and we'll shine through. At First National Bank, we are committed to the individuals and communities we serve. We offer personal banking, mortgage lending, commercial lending, and cash management. Let us honor our pledge to be uncommon in all that we do by visiting one of our convenient locations in Arcadia, Ruston, Farmerville, Monroe, and West Monroe, and experience our professional, enthusiastic service. First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank. Member FDIC. Hey, DQ fans, the new fall blizzard treat menu is here. It's a lineup of all your favorite fall flavors, blended with world-famous vanilla soft serve with pumpkin pie, caramel apple pie, Oreo mocha fudge, choco-dipped strawberry brownie dough, and snickerdoodle cookie dough. Every bite feels like diving into fall, leaves and all. It's officially fall at DQ, so hurry and make the season sweeter with the new fall blizzard treat menu today. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experience representation. This is Sports Talk 97.7, now on KPCH Ruston 99.3. Want to find out stuff about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Ben Carlisle, Beck Haynes, John Tabor, joining us on the Fairway Carts hotline. Louisiana Tech's newest athletics director and vice president, Eric Wood. Eric, how are we doing tonight? I am fired up, man. Thank you for having me. Oh, without a doubt. So let's jump right into it, Eric. When... when when you were looking at taking this job at Louisiana Tech, I know you mentioned it in your press conference, you weren't just necessarily looking for any job to you know, get that athletics director title. What was the single biggest thing when looking at Louisiana Tech that was appealing to you and let you know that it was the right job for not only you, but the right fit for your family as well? 
Yeah, you, you're right about that. We were having a lot of success uh, uh, at, at UCF. Uh, we enjoyed living in Orlando. Um, but I, I can't say it was a single biggest thing. You know, when, when, when uh, you know, you have to evaluate all of these positions, all of these opportunities. Um, and, and, and to me, it came down to the mission of the university, right? I love that it was about uh, education, educating and developing students. I love that it was about research. I love that it was about being a public servant. I'm, I'm the son of, of family members and, and parents that are public servants. So I loved that. But then I was like, you know, if you've worked in college athletics over the last 20, 30 years, you know the, the Louisiana Tech brand. Now, I had to dig, you know, start Googling and learning a lot about the institution, but I was fired up about, number one, the recruiting ground, uh, number two, uh, just the history of success and all of the prominent uh, former student athletes that have come out of that place. And, and then it's in a major, you know, it's in a major conference, a very, uh, you know, very tough conference. And I thought, you know what, this is, a, this is one uh, that if I was going to leave UCF, or this is one that I would strongly pursue. And you look at, you know, you talk about the different opportunities, and you talk, and, you know, I know you mentioned you talked with Tommy McClellan. I'm sure you talked to a number of people um, maybe about what Louisiana Tech was all about and their mission and their athletics program. When you got the time to sit down with the search committee, did they share with you any opportunities that they saw within the athletic department that they thought you could bring to Louisiana Tech? I got the sense. That they were they were concerned about um, who would who would who would care for the student athletes and our coaches. I got the sense that they were looking for somebody that would fit into the uh, quote unquote family, right? And 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 how overused is family? You know, in the last twenty years, you hear it on every campus. But I'm gonna tell you what, from you know each round of, of the of the search process, I felt it more and more. I think I counted just unofficially about over 200 years of history and ties uh, to that search committee. So they were genuinely asking and checking for fits and uh, making sure that I would, you know, the candidates would be a good fit. So that, that's what I felt, you know, but I also felt like the athletics department was an important part of the university. Sometimes, you know, the athletics department is put in a corner and just, you know, used for entertainment. I really felt like they saw the athletic department, was an essential part of moving the entire university forward. And I was like, you know what? These people are all in. Like, I, I want to be there, and I want to be there to write the next chapter of this place. And, you know, Tommy Tommy has done an outstanding job, and I knew him, I, as you mentioned. And uh, even in talking to Tommy, he, you know, he has his own reasons for his own professional and personal career, why he was making his move. And I asked him straight out, is this a great job? And he said, this is a great job for you and your family. And, uh, you know, that, that really helped. Dr. Wood, this is Beck Haynes, Ben's better half in the radio booth. I, I watched your, your press conference last week, and uh, I'm not easily influenced, I don't feel like, but you had me running through some walls, okay? I was, I was pumped up. I, was, I thought to myself, man, this dude, knows, this dude knows what he's talking about. You, you, you're a great communicator. Can you kind of give us a, a little backstory of, of you, like a quick rundown of, of kind of how you got here, and did you always want to – uh, was this always a goal of you for uh, for you to be an athletic director? Um, wh where did this passion come from? Well, I was a uh, thank you for that, by the way. I, I you know it's, it's easy to uh, get passionate about something you believe in, and so um, I was a football student athlete at Sacred Heart University, and uh, you know to be honest with you, my coaches, two of the head coaches during my four years were, were let go, and I thought, wow, you know, it's a really volatile you know career. <laughs> 
but how do I stay you know close to the game? And uh, just through some mentors, they you know told me about college athletics administration and. You know, really, they suggested that I go down south because being a New Yorker, it's really more about the professional sports world. So went down and had an opportunity to be a graduate assistant at Clemson, and it just opened up a whole new world for me of, of college athletics and uh, how important it was in the south. And I, I was like, man, I want to be a part of this. And so I uh, started to just, you know, find mentors that were doing what I wanted to do and find a little bit, you know, find out about their path and how they got there. And you know, that, that led me from Clemson to the NCAA office, from the NCAA office to the University of New Haven, where I was an assistant AD. Uh, had an opportunity to go to Wake Forest, which, you know, in the ACC, I thought, what an opportunity. And this was during the Chris Paul era and Skip Prosser and Jim Grobe as the uh, football and basketball coaches. And then the ACC came calling, and they created a position for me there and spent, you know, about four and a half, almost five years there. And and then it was, uh, you know, an opportunity presented itself in the SEC. And I thought, you know what, I, I want to do it, uh, you know, at the where it's perceived to be the highest level. And if I can do it there, I can do it anywhere. And uh, as you can imagine, a New York City kid moving to Fayetteville, Arkansas, <laughs> I went for the opportunity. And I went to grow and learn. And you know what? We ended up spending seven years there. Three of my four children were born um, because we, we loved it. And we had a great time. And we got very familiar with the region and, um, and then the battle for the boot with LSU and then learning about Louisiana Tech and we played Louisiana Monroe. We played up, you know, we just got really familiar with the area. And so, um, and then Danny White came calling uh, after my time at Arkansas. And, you know, I knew he was a fundraiser. I knew he focused on the external and brand advancement. And so in talking to my wife and helping her understand the landscape of college athletics, I said, we've got to go there and round out our experience. Um, to learn that piece before we get a shot at sitting in the seat. And lo and behold, you know, what we were able to accomplish there, I've got a lot in my back pocket that I, you know, will bring with me. But uh, when this opportunity presented itself, I, was, I couldn't be more fired up. And you mentioned on Friday your 100-day plan of attack, and you, you've worked for Danny White, you've worked for Jeff Long. Um, you, you said that you'll go on offense, you'll be aggressive, and you're coming from a place like UCF, which it feels like to us from an outsider's perspective, UCF has been on offense at, it seems like, 100 miles an hour for a number of years now. How important is that to you as an athletics director, not only to help enhance the products on the sporting fields, but also to assist with the school and the university and the branding of the university as well? Well, I think that's what the most crucial piece of getting a vice president title was. Again, that was I, that was unbeknownst to me. Um, you know, in the process, Dr. Geis, uh, you know, elevated that position. I was blown away by it. Uh, as I shared with the uh, when we had an all department staff meeting, I was coming regardless. Uh, uh, but when he added that piece, it told me a couple things. Number one, it told me uh, that. The, the value of, 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 you know, the athletics department being a front-facing department, you know, to external constituents and for our students and, you know, student-athletes, that, that that was an important part of the university. But it also told me that, you know, the vice president title would be interacting, obviously, with the other vice presidents, and that was that, you know, to help move the entire university forward. Um, particularly, this, this year has been really tough in a number of ways, and so I, I – I thought I thought it was a strong statement um, uh, from the president, and I, I couldn't be happier to be on his team. And so you look – I'm a former pitcher at Louisiana Tech, so I know you were only here for 48 hours. As you got the – About as long as Ben's <laughs> baseball career, huh? Yeah, yeah. 
But I, I know you got an opportunity to walk through the softball facility, the soccer facility, the baseball facility as well. Um, how, how do those facilities stack up with some of the facilities uh, that you've been around across the country? Game changer. Game changers for our programs. I, I mean, when the recruits, number one, when our current student athletes see that, they're, they're going to want to play at the best level they've ever played. Uh, when our recruits, if, you know, you're a recruit out there, when you see that, uh, you, you're going to see that, that that facility can compete with any facility in the country. Uh, you know, I came came back to campus and had an opportunity to meet with Danny, um, and, and, and this was the first thing I was, I was bragging about. Well, the second thing, I was bragging about the fact that uh, I kept hearing family, and, and in the 48 hours I've never felt anything like it on any of the campuses or conference offices I've been in. That was number one. And then I said, um, you know, if there was a blessing coming out of the – the tornadoes, uh, you know, there was just an opportunity to the, 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 the facilities were, were going to be incredible. And the intentionality, as I walked through with Adam McGird and Dr. Geis, uh, the intentionality of where they place things and to, you know, enhance the, the, the student athlete experience, the fan experience, I, I could not wait and I can't wait to get back there in the spring. And last question, we'll let you get out of here. Um, so you look back at Tommy McClellan's tenure in Ruston, and Tommy did a tremendous job, like you mentioned a little bit earlier, over his seven years right. in Ruston. Uh, I think the lasting right. legacy for Tommy in the eyes of Louisiana Tech fans would probably be uh, the tremendous facility improvements that he you know, put all over campus. What do you hope is your lasting legacy as you look at it right now You know, when your tenure at Louisiana Tech is done, however long uh, that might be? You know, I, I hope that the student-athletes, uh, I'm in this for the student-athlete experience, as I mentioned on the press conference. There are opportunities to look at pro jobs. I hope the student-athletes graduate at an unbelievably high level. I hope we set records for graduation. I hope we set records for conference championships. And I hope we, uh, I hope our fan base and our, uh, I hope we're a source of pride for the, for the community, for our state, and for campus. And then I hope just uh, that my involvement um, as a vice president, has, has helped increase rankings at the university, just input and involvement on committees. That's what I hope my legacy is. I want to earn trust. I'm not a native uh, of Louisiana. I want to earn trust with our city and our state and our, and our campus, um, but most importantly with our students and our coaches. Uh, so I want my legacy to be about the highest graduation rate, the most championship rings, uh, and that we've created, that we've been a source of pride for the community. Well, Dr. Wood, I think I speak for everybody when I say we're really excited to have you here we are uh, we we bought into what you're what you're preaching, and um, I'm sure Dr. Geist told you it's probably in your contract somewhere how important it is to come on to Bleed Tech Blue Radio <laughs> as often as possible. <laughs> so we look forward to getting to talk to with you more, and uh, look forward to you and your family uh, being down here in Ruston, and um, and we just appreciate you and, and for making time for us tonight. Oh, absolutely! I got to go read that fine print, but go dogs. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Without a doubt, appreciate it, Dr. Wood. All right, have a great night, guys. Eric Wood, Louisiana Tech's athletics director, vice president, was hired this past Friday. I think Dr. Geist, the university. Fired up, Ben. He's got us fired fired up. up. Hey, anytime you drop a let's go on Bleed Tech Blue Radio, you're all in. Like, like we're with you. You get it. Yeah. I mean, you get it. Oh, you're going to be clicking with BC and Beck Haynes. There ain't no doubt about that. So I want to thank Dr. Wood for joining us. I know, you know, he obviously spent 48 hours in Ruston over the weekend. Back in Orlando right now, wrapping up his time with UCF, and we'll be back in Ruston here in a few weeks. So thank him again for joining us tonight on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. So let's get to our final timeout of the night when we come back. 
want to give you three betting locks for the week. We're going to make our predictions for Louisiana Tech and UAB. We're going to put a bow on it. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 99.3 FM. Walpole Tire and Service has been a proud LaTex supporter for over 60 years. So when the Bulldogs hit the field or hardwood, make sure your vehicle is game ready. Let the staff at Walpole get you safely to and from the game with brake repair, alignments, and computer diagnostics. Plus all major brands of tires, including Goodyear, Michelin, and BF Goodrich. Walpole Tire and Service, a name you can trust. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. This may be an unprecedented year, but it's still an exciting year for LaTex. And Fairway Carts in Minden remains loyal blue. From the new football season to the growth and improvements in the sports facilities, Fairway Carts is proud to support everything good at LaTex. And everything good is more fun on a new Easy Go. So stop by and let them show you the right golf cart, utility, or multi passenger Easy Go for your family from Fairway Carts in Minden. Call today, 371 Cart, and go Bulldogs! Uncommon, how would you describe it? Would it be above the ordinary? Outstanding? Exceptional? First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank, is above the ordinary. An outstanding bank dedicated to exceptional customer service, trust, and courtesy. First National Bank, we promise to be uncommon in all the things we do. Member FDIC. The Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show is brought to you in part by O'Neill Gas. O'Neill Gas offers propane delivery to homes and businesses throughout North Louisiana and South Arkansas. They also offer a wide range of propane and natural gas appliances. For more info, go to O'NeillGas.com. stuff about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know keep it right here on bleed tech blue radio brought to you by first national bank call or text the show on the fairway car top line 888-993-7762 time to put a bow on it bleed tech blue radio a 10th show of the year maybe the best show of the year bet canes of course want to thank dr eric wood louisiana tech's athletic director and vice president for joining us of course evan dudley al.com as well at 6 30 helping us preview louisiana tech and uab so back here's the deal last week three locks of the week we've made this a weekly segment bc goes three and oh you can call me daddy whenever you feel like it i'm five and four overall you went one and two for the third straight week you're Whoa, th- second Second, well, you're three and six overall. That yeah, I went two and one the first week. Oh, so you're four and five. Yeah, you got my record wrong. Oh, sorry, bro. Four and five. I don't believe you, but I'll go check. No, because you went one and two, and I was feeling pretty good because I went two and one. All right, fair enough. Fair That's enough. That's way better than work. three and six. Yeah. Still fade me though. Yeah, I'll fade you. I'll fade, fade me. You. Hey, listen, you're you're struggling. So three locks of the week. You want me to go first? I think yeah, I, you I think did you last deserve week. It. I think you deserve it. Yeah, without a doubt. All right, three locks for the week. Here we go. Number one. North Carolina, Mac New Brown. Ca- New- on, North Carolina. Uh, Mac Brown on the road at Virginia. Give me the Tar Heels minus seven. The fighting John Randall you're going, Bell. You're, you're going against the fighting John Randall. Yes, I oh am. Sorry about it, JR. Number two, 
Unbelievable. Indiana at Rutgers. Listen, I'm a believer in Greg Schiano. Piscataway will be popping in 2021. I got Rutgers plus 11. I'm not buying into Indiana on the road at Rutgers. Final bet of the night for your boy, Georgia minus 15 at Kentucky. Listen, Kentucky won't score, and I think Georgia will score 16. So that's basically what I'm going with. (laughs) Kentucky will not score. I'm not kidding. They won't score. They won't score. No, it, it'll probably be a twenty-four nothing final. That's a really. That, that's the easiest. If you Kentucky watch, scored forty-two against Ole Miss. Oh uh, yeah, forty-one. Ole, Ole Miss is the worst defense in the history of college football. They couldn't even complete a forward pass against Mizzou last week. What was the score? Like twenty to fifteen. They're setting football back fifty years. Kentucky will not score. Listen, probably some some prop bet potential. If you can bet right a now. shutout, <laughs> bet a shutout. You can. All right, do it. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. All right, gonna be eight and four. It's amazing to me that we we we've only like had the same pick one time. I think. Yeah, we're doing. And a we great picked job. against each other. Actually, so it's not even the same pick. Yeah. I'm going Wisconsin number nine. Wisconsin one and zero against Nebraska. Big Ten's back. I don't hey, know if you heard. Yeah, they they're do. back. Yo. Okay, they're only a three point favorite. Wisconsin's only a three point favorite over uh, Nebraska. I got uh, they the Badgers. What are they? The Wisconsin Badgers. The Badgers. I got the Badgers beating Bo Pelini's old team, <laughs> the Corn. I got really bad news for <laughs> What's you. What's right? But What's you're the average fan. Yeah, I don't know it. But Wisconsin's quarterback yeah, tested fine. positive for COVID, and so did his backup, and so they're going to start the fourth string yeah, this week. They're going to run the ball down Nebraska's throat. All right, fair enough. Hey, I just made sure. No, you know. I knew that. All right, I knew I got it. it. Don't worry. I got it. I still, you can't just be a number. Oh, you can't just be another number nine team or number three. What did I say? Number can't be another n- number nineteen and not have pieces all over. I get it. I'll tell you who's not ranked number nine. It's the Bulldogs. Yeah, they're right. They're not. You're right. All right, next I got – oh, this this one is beyond me. I thought something was wrong, okay? <laughs> Kansas State is a three-and-a-half-point underdog to West Virginia. But if you if you click on it, Ben, on the ESPN app, more people have Kansas State winning that game than West Virginia. You but know West why? Vi- why? Because Kansas State beat Les Miles. They think Les Miles is still at LSU. Skylar Thompson is taking – He's the- out for the year. Is he still out? Yeah, out for the year. I might have to change that pick. No, you're leaving it. <laughs> I'll leave it. No, you I thought he was lot. back. No, he had played the last two weeks. I thought he was back. He's done for the year. Well, anyways, I still like <laughs> This is bad. <laughs> hey, listen. Right. Fade back all week. Yeah, fade me all week. Anyways, I got uh, Kansas State covering that one, uh, plus three and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, and then my last pick. Oh, you're going to love this one, and you can't say nothing about it because I would have heard it. Ohio State is a 12-and-a-half-point favorite against the Mitney Lions. Who are you taking? Ohio State. Wow. I like that line because Ohio State's going to win by two touchdowns. Book it. I actually do believe that's a good line because I say this. Ohio State obliterated Nebraska. Right. Justin Fields is the truth. And... Penn State will not have fans in their stadium. Yeah, they, that's their only and that their would only keep advantage. The game close. Yeah, Penn State's awful. Listen, you're an awful better, but no doubt. If you're going to pick one of my three, take the Ohio State one. You took a fourth string quarterback, yep. a backup quarterback, right? And Ohio State is a two touchdown favorite on the road at a ranked Penn State team. Hey, listen, if you go three and zero, 
You define you the word. You buy me lunch. Yeah. If you, yes, I will. I'll take you anywhere you want to You heard it here first. Yeah, we'll go to Bristol. Bovines. Bovines. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe they can sponsor the show as well. I mean Bristers. <laughs> yeah. We'll go see our boy Chris Bristers at Brister Smoking. All right. It, it's pick time. Dogs are 12-point favorites. I said 10 all show. They're 12-point dogs. I said 10. At home against UAB, Bill Clark's squad. I will say this. UAB's offense isn't the most terrifying thing I've ever no, seen. I watched them the other night against ULL, right? I just, yeah, I just get yeah, afraid of Yeah, I wanted of them to win down. so bad. Yeah, so did I. They Thanks did. That. Thanks. You told me it was a lock. Thanks. Yeah, and well, that, was one that might have been a little bit of an emotional. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, but listen, bit. listen. UAB wants to run the football. That's what concerns me. If Tech can't score, I think eventually their defense is going to get worn I down. I hope defense is doing some sprints this week because when they're worn down, it is awful. Yeah, every team in the nation is, so like you well, don't watch college let's, football very uh, much. Tell that to my sixth-grade football coach because we could run laps around our opponents. We just didn't know how to play football. All right, fair enough. All right, let's go. Pick time. Bet. Dogs 12-point. Dogs against UAB at home, 2.30 p.m. Kickoff. Who you taking? What's 24 the score? 24-10 Blazers. All right. I hate to say it, but that's what's happening. UAB 24-10. Taves, what you got? 30-24 Blazers. Woo! BC is taking. Wait, i gotta, I got to write this down. So you got twenty four ten. That might that's so low, but I'm doing it. No, it's gonna hit the under. There ain't no doubt. Taves got thirty twenty four, and BC is taking UAB twenty three, Louisiana Tech nineteen. Ooh, that's you basically take my score and then just, subtract one or two. Yeah, I just want to get a little bit closer than you are. Twenty three. So how do you even score nineteen? Uh, Caught four field goals and a tutty. You saw it happen in the first half the other night. <laughs> Used to it, big dog. So we want to thank Evan Dudley, AL.com, for joining us. Of course, Eric Wood, Louisiana Tech Athletics Director and VP as well. It's been a tremendous show tonight for Beck Haynes, for our producer, John Tabor. 2.30 p.m. kickoff, UAB and Louisiana Tech Saturday afternoon in Joe I.A. Stadium. I'm B.C. We'll see you.